So Mary has been really touched by God. Like, how long have you been at our church now, Mary? We're approaching about three and a half years. Wow. So, so it's been that long now. It doesn't seem that long. <laughs> it seems like yesterday, but yeah. It it's does. really quick. So does everyone know Mary? Has everyone met Mary? Who doesn't? Oh, that's good. Oh, wow. She's going to tell us some secrets today and you'll see how God's moved in the life. So um, first up, Mary, um, what was your upbringing and background like? Okay, so I was a child of three, we were three children. My parents are Lebanese. Um, (laughs) So I was the oldest, so obviously, you know, with your oldest, there's a lot of trials that you go through. Um, But they were protective parents, being the only girl as well. Um, and there's no judgment on parents here because I believe that parents do the best job they know how and the experiences that they sort of went through themselves and that's passed through generations. Yeah. You know, they did a good job. My parents were two solid people in my life. Um, but I think I was just young, 16. Um, I wanted to just do my own thing, experiment. Yeah. and. Being in a Lebanese background, we just had to, basically there was no boyfriends. Um, It was just, if you met someone, you needed to bring them home and it was like for marriage. So so back when you were 16, you got married when you were 16. So I got married, I was actually still 15. So I waited till I turned 16, which is only three months, like from the time that I met the kid's father. Um, it was three months um, and we had that sort of sealed. And and what did and your married. parents think of all this? So my parents didn't agree because obviously they just, you know, felt that their family history was different to ours. And they mm-hmm. said, look, you would struggle in, in that type of family environment. So they were just doing the right thing. But, you know, obviously they just, you know, were very... I think they just... They were very protective and I couldn't see that. I just thought, no, you guys aren't, you know, don't know how I feel, you know. And then on the other side, um, my mother-in-law was really like, you know, she was like really nice to me. If she'd cook something, she'd say, come over. And she was really nice to me. So I seen that they were really good and my parents were Mm. not the good ones. Deception. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so... So the other parents, what did you find out later about um, the guy that you were marrying and what the parents were doing at the time? So basically they, you know, their son obviously um, had some issues that he was dealing with and that just came from, you know, his childhood. So I didn't know him long enough so Mm. it was hard for me to work that out until I got married. And then I started to see things unfolding. Um, Basically, there was mental illness, there was addiction. um, But, you know, he was a great person, but he was just fighting his own demons. Yeah. And the parents thought you were kind of a going to save him? That's right. So they just thought, you know, this is a good girl. You know, she's young. She'll try and you know, change his life around. So, mm. you know, and we had feelings and it just happened so quickly, you know. Yeah. I just didn't give it much thought. So how many kids did you have with this guy? So I had three amazing children. So mm. that was the blessing in that relationship. Yeah. Um, I've got five grandchildren. 
and another one on the way. <laughs> and I've got oh, two beautiful daughter-in-laws. They're just absolutely amazing and I love them. They're like my daughters. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what happened in your marriage and what happened to your husband? So basically we got married and, you know, like... Like we all do, you try to look for a future and, you know, like we were working hard and, um, you know, he was a great person, had a great heart, big heart, and obviously that's why I married him. Um, he was really, you know, very loving and caring, and but he just had issues that just never got resolved. Yeah. Um, so, you what know. What were they? What, what the... So from his childhood, they just had childhood trauma right. and he never really seeked the help. So he never really went to counselling. Um, he did know the Lord, but it was towards the end. So he wasn't still really deeply rooted in his faith for his faith to try and salvage what actually happened. And in the end, um, it all got too much with the addiction. And um, we, had some, we had two children. I was pregnant eight months. Um, and then it all got too much with the addiction. And then he just took his life. Mm. It's so sad. So, um, so after his death, that must have been such a shock to you that he passed. And how did you deal with that? And I think, um, yeah, you had other things happening in your own personal life, other conditions. And so what happened to you after that? And what, what age were you? So I got married at 16. I lived um, a life with him for 10 years. Right. Um, and that was quite rough. Um, I was pregnant, like I said, um, after he passed away, I had to give birth. I was living in Bathurst in a country town um, with his family, so I had to give birth with my mother-in-law and my mother. Um, but, mm. you know, I didn't understand at the time when I fell pregnant. I thought, why, God? Like, you know my situation. Like, why? But now I know why. I needed my third son to get me through, through life, you know. So basically, you know, I had him and then I knew within six months of living in that country town with my in-laws that I needed a better environment for my children. Yeah. So then I moved. I came to Sydney um, and I rented. I didn't want my kids living with, you know, anybody. I wanted my kids to have some freedom. Mm -hmm. So I rented. I went back to work and I supported my children wow. in, those, in those years. Um, and... Seven years later, I remember, you know, it was like God just answered my prayers. I was, I put my name down for housing and I got housing. Wow. So that was a blessing. So I got the housing. Um, and then after that, basically, I moved into this housing apartment and, you know, I felt like we had security again because while we were married, we moved about 13 times in 10 years. Wow. So I really wanted to give my kids a stable home. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, we lived there, um, and then you know what? The battle didn't stop. Um, I did get the housing, but then I developed a, um, a condition called trigeminal neuralgia, which is, you know, if you look it up, it's called a suicidal disease. It's so painful. It's really, really painful. And it's in your jaw, isn't it? It's yes. So it comes into the jaw and it rolls into your ear. Um, and it's stabbing and burning pain that I used to live with, like constantly whenever I spoke or if I ate. Wow. But God was good to me and I, you know, was very strong. I still persisted. I still worked. 
um, I still did what I needed to do and it didn't take me down. So um, how did you, when did that leave? When did that? So basically. Because um, I've heard that that's actually incurable. Yes, that's right. So it came on. Um, I was suffering with it for like over 10 years. I came to wow. West Side. And I remember I used to come to church and I used to worship. And while I'm worshiping, my pain would be so bad and I would cry because of the pain, but I still wanted to worship. Wow. And whilst I was in um, Westside, once I came here, um, within months, that disease just left me. I've, in three and a half years, in three and a half years, I've probably had two bouts of it where it comes on just, you know, slightly. Mm. It might be uncomfortable for a day or two, but that's mm. my assurance that God is really in my life. Yeah, that's so good, Mary. That's fantastic. So going back, you were single, and then how did you meet Marlon? Okay, so... <laughs> so Marlon is her husband, her new husband of um, since, was it last year? You've been um, married? Only a year it's now. only a year yeah, now. We've been married for a year. But I've known Marlon for, well, basically, it was 13 years after the kids passed away that I met Marlon. Um, and I was really focused on my kids back then. So we basically, you know, I met Marlon. Marlon had his own life back then. He was close to 40 as well. So we were both nearly 40. Um, but Marlon came from a background, he was very close to his mother. And he got to the point in his life where he just accepted his life and it doesn't matter who he brought home, his mother, and no judgment on parents here. Again, (laughs) parents are just there to protect their kids, you know. So he got to the point where it doesn't matter who he brought home prior to me, his mum was just never satisfied and was very protective and it was never going to be good enough. So he got to the point where he didn't want her approval. he wasn't gonna, you know, tell her that he was seeing me. Like it just, we just end up being, you know, solid, great friends. Went on our path together. You know, we shared, you know, so many things. But I was at the time concentrating on my children mm. and my life, and he was concentrating on his single life, <laughs> <laughs> not telling mum what you know who he's going out to dinner with or who he was going to the movies with. It was like I'm going out with my friends, and that's all she knew because he just didn't want to have, yeah. you know. So yeah. it suited both of us. Like you know, we just <laughs> yeah, it was a great like he's he was my best friend. Like yeah. you know, he's a great listener. He's so caring, so nurturing. Like he had a beautiful nature. But then, like you know, he his mum he was his mum's best friend as well. Like they'd go and they'd go and play poker together on a Friday oh night. Gosh. Like you know, and I thought you know this is not you know I was not looking at marriage, but I thought no, this is not someone that I would marry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So we just yeah we we spent we had some great days and great times and. Like I said, he was just an awesome person. I I just loved having him in my life. And he was a good distraction for me at the time because um, in that time that I met Marlon, I also, my, you know, the journey doesn't stop there. The battles did climb again. And my son, you know, through his trauma has, did, you know, also um, 
suffer with mental illness and he's got a genetic disposition and he he started his addiction yeah yeah so so Marlon was a good distraction. <laughs> so what happened though? You started really hungering for God or seeing a need for God back in your life again. Yes. And how did that all come about? Like, um, you know, how did you come back to Christ? And Okay, so one day I was in the shopping centre with a friend of mine and I was sharing with her, you know, about my son and I was just really heavy, you know. And she said to me, look, come with me. I'll take you to a friend um, that will pray for you. So I went over and seen this lady and since she's seen me, she goes to me, you know what, Jesus loves you and he wants to save you. Because mm -hmm. I was floating, I just, there was so much pain in my life, I just didn't know where I was going. Yeah. And I thought, where am I going? It's so heavy, like how long can I just keep bearing all these sufferings? Mm -hmm. And I was just so heavy and then she said, like, you know, when she said that to me, Jesus loves you and wants to save you, she gave me the Bible and I went home. And I remember telling Marlon, I said, you know, I started to go church hopping. So I ended up at, you know, Hillsong. And one day then, you know, after that, Marlon's mum sadly passed away. Um, and I knew that he needed something as well. So we were both searching. So I took him with me to Hillsong. And then he goes to me, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> so anyway, then... Then Marlon, we went to a wedding together and Marlon met Nick and seen Nick at this wedding. Like God just placed Nick there and then um, invited him to a men's night. So I thought, okay, he went to a men's night, came home and then he goes to me, do you want to try this church out at Girraween? So then we came to Westside and this is where we both grew so strong in our faith and we decided it wasn't religion, we have a relationship with the Lord. So it was our relationship with the Lord that took us to where we are today. Without that relationship, there's no way that, you know, I said I wasn't going to get married. Marlon was happy living his life. You know, we were floating and, you know, I, I just had so much pain. And it wasn't until I came to Westside and the, the pastors and the leaders and all the lovely congregation that have really supported me you know, even through when I said, you know, I wasn't undecided to get married and everyone was encouraging me. And I just can't forget, you know, just the warmth that I feel in this place. That's awesome, Mary. That's great. And um, so even though you've had, now you've got a relationship with Jesus, you've been going through challenging times. Yes. Um but, you know, in that challenge, God has also blessed you now. I mean, gosh, you guys have got this beautiful house now. Here's a girl who was living in housing commission and now she's got this great man who just built this wonderful house for her and she's moved in and, and life is awesome. But also it still has, it's not like when you come to Jesus, all the challenges are no. taken away. Um, some things take a while to heal, some things are quick. And um, we know you, you've got a challenge with your son still. Yep. And um, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the challenges? Okay, well, basically through COVID, it got really bad. Um, but again, you know, I had to build my relationship with the Lord even more. Because, you know, just because I'm a Christian, it doesn't mean that my battles are going to be over. What makes me different to anybody else is how I'm going to deal with it. So as a Christian, I lean on the Lord. I pray daily. I read, you know, I listen to the audio Bible. Um, I meditate on God's word. 
Um, I, you know, signed up to a study with Joyce Meyer. Um, I'm always engaged in feeding myself spiritual food. So we need spiritual food to be able to keep going. That's so good, Mary. So right now, where are you in your life and, and what would you say to anyone who may be struggling, maybe not even knowing Christ right now? What? Look, you know what, I just honestly, you know, when sometimes when I see, look, we've had a breakthrough with my son's addiction and I praise God for that. And at the end of the day, if I wasn't in my faith, I wouldn't be able to minister to him. And what, what hope is he going to have? You know, we've tried the doctors, we've tried everything, but the hope is Jesus. You need to surrender your life and you need to let Jesus take over. It's not, our strength is not going to get us through everyday life. It's God's strength that we need to rely on. And I remember clearly every day I'd wake up and say, God, you know what, today it's not my strength. I don't have it. I need your strength. And I really relied on that so much and I still rely on that. And I meditate on a lot of scripture, you know. There's a scripture about Job 13, um, Job 13, 15, and it says, um, you know, although you will slay me, I will still trust you. And it doesn't matter what God does in my life, I'm going to trust him. So at the end of the day, that, that's how I've, you know, just gone through life, just meditating, well, the last three years, um, and I've no, there's no other hope. Jesus is the only, you know, the only way. Amen. So I've drawn that line in the sand, and I look at my past. And yes, it might have been dark, but they were chapters of my life. They're not my whole life. Um, from here on, I look forward and I see a really bright future. And yeah, there might be rain, but the dry, the rain does dry and go away. Yeah. But we have salvation. Um, you know, I have a great husband. God restores. God is, is a God of restoration. He will give you back, you know, and God has given me back, you know, so much. And I, I really just, my faith, I just always look at that muscle. When I do doubt, I go back and I think, okay, look at my, you know, my illness. That got healed. You know, I've met a great man. I'm married to an amazing person. Like, you know, everything that I lost I God gave me back and he's restored it and I believe my son you know through Jesus is going to be healed Amen. well give her a hand isn't that so good Thank what, you. what a preacher you're gonna make <laughs> well Mary thank you so much for That's sharing okay. that that is so powerful and thank really you. you're so sincere and heartfelt I think People can see it and yeah. you're just living for God and it's so encouraging. You know, miracles right. do happen still. That's we right. just sometimes don't hear about it or see it, but here's a living miracle. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So thanks, Thank Mary. So, so I just want um, to share a little bit and Psalm 41 says... And this is, I thought of this, and even this morning, the word for that person. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. 
And then I think that's the kind of testimony that we want to be to people. That when people see that your life has changed so much, like Mary's Mary's life has changed, people will put their hope in Christ because of what God has done in our lives. And, you know, you can see right from the beginning, you know, she had a a bit of a knowledge of God right from the beginning. She would talk to God, like even, you know, when she didn't really know God. And I think God didn't forget that. And He led her and He guided her to Himself. And I feel like if you don't know the Lord this morning, God is speaking to you. God is leading you. There's no coincidence in God. There's no coincidences that you are even here today because um, God has it planned out and um, God is speaking to us this morning. Why don't you just stand this morning?